0: I could not help laughing at the ease with which he explained his process of deduction. When I hear you give your reasons, I remarked, the thing always appears to be so ridiculously simple, I think that I could easily do it myself. Though, each successive instance of your reasoning, I'm baffled, until you explain your process. Yet, I believe my eyes are as good as yours. Quite so. He answered, lighting a cigarette and throwing himself down into an armchair. You see, but you do not observe. The distinction is clear. For example, you have frequently seen the steps which lead up from the hall to this room. Frequently? How often? Well, some hundreds of times. Then how many are there? Uh, how many? I don't know. Quite so, you have not observed. And yet you have seen. That is just my point. To be Sherlock... All one needs is clear observation. To be Watson, no effort is required. That's it! He's going to roll! As our 32-foot Catalina sailboat began to keel on her side, and I grabbed hold of the cable railing, and then realizing I'd be soon dangling over the water, I put my foot on the roll bar over the helm. The church bells, you hear them? The church bells? Yeah, yes, I hear Slim it. Swim to the church bell. Not too far away, we could hear the bell buoy violently being tossed around like we were. With my weight on the guardrail and Jim standing below me, both of us looked around to get our bearings on the sound of the, of the buoy. I was ready to jump. Jump and swim away from the boat. Now, what does that have to do with observation? Everything. For one, I wouldn't be telling you this story because, well, there would be no story. This place off the coast of California at this time in November was a direct result of not being observant. Let me back up a bit. Attention. 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 Draft warning has been for point, point Attention, attention. It's, uh, it's getting pretty attention. bumpy down here. The sun's gone down. Can't see a darn thing. We're gonna be running on instruments attention, now. Attention, yeah, okay. Uh, then uh, stay on this bearing for another mile, then we'll make our turn into the alley attention, of the graveyard attention. of shit. Right, got it, attention. sounds good. Uh, let's go a bit further. There's not a cooler out here. Everyone stay in the harbor. We have a whole sea to ourselves. and the king of the world. Just a bit further. (laughs) Morning, folks. Looks like you're needing some fuel. Sure looks like it's going to be a rough one today. She sure looks angry. As you top it off, you guys okay just a little bit further Wow that is sun monument to all those who died long point conception. We stood there gazing at this monument right outside the harbor dock entrance. It's a monument to one of the largest peacetime disasters in United States naval history back on September 8, 1923, when the navigational air and foggy weather led seven destroyers aground on the jagged seashore, and 23 sailors died. And another document nearby called this stretch, the Graveyard of Ships. And Point Conception was called the Cape Horn of the Pacific due to the heavy northwest gales. I'm not making this stuff up. All the the signs necessary to say, Holy mother of sea cows, those are dangerous waters, just came spitting in our eyes. But that was not the worst of this story. Okay, let's carry this day just a bit further. Now, after we arrived at Morro Bay the evening prior, we were hungry. So after reading his monument, we ventured into town looking for something to eat. As we walked on the street, we both separately noticed how strange the people were. They were odd, not right. They didn't dress normal. It was weird. It felt like we just walked into a Tim Burton movie or into a nightmare of sorts. My stepfather and I said nothing. We just kept going. Staying pretty focused on getting a hamburger and a thick chocolate milkshake. As we sat down to wait for a food, though, a lady came into this ice cream shop with a huge, humongous black afro. Wearing black and red striped pantyhose, a very short, bright red dress, and a little bit too much makeup. Now, way too much makeup. I looked at my stepfather and he had this, I'm not so sure about this place, look on his face, but I did observe no one around seemed to take this odd at all. This seemed to be normal day in Weirdo Town. But well, it wasn't until we devoured half my dinner when Jim smacks me on the arm and he asks me what day it was. <laughs> I had no idea, wasn't he keeping track? It's October 31st. Yeah, so I don't get it. Halloween! <laughs> yeah, well, that would explain the pumpkins. And the kids with candy buckets and adults wearing really strange outfits. Now. Does that sum up our Watson level observation skills at this moment? So reading the monument that is Sun Monument to all those who died long. Getting the the warning by the Uh, old man of the sea himself and listening to the constant, annoying marine radio band of small crafts warning blah 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 at the entrance of the alley of the graveyard of ships made no impression on us to think about spending the day in the bay. I mean, why? The wind was going the perfect direction to give us the fastest run yet. How would we have known that the waves had gotten bigger? Watson had no practical experience in observation. It, uh, It really is a skill that needs to be learned. Part of these skills come from experience and applied learning build skills. My lack of these necessary observation skills, I believe, was because I lacked the most vital component to this whole process. I had zero understanding of what I was doing. Not even a graffiti level of knowledge about sailing. I had no idea how to sail, or what to do. This was my first time I had ever been on a sailboat. What I was really good at was navigating, which is what I was there for. Jim was right, the wind was to our stern and the sails were trimmed perfectly allowing the wind to flow evenly over the both sides of the sails at the leading edge. The water was racing by with no sound of the motor to interrupt our excitement. We were cruising and on top of that the direction of the wind pointed perfectly towards our destination. By nightfall we had gone all day making tremendous time. After rounding Point Agarello, I climbed down into the cabin to look over the map and plot out a course around Point Reception. When suddenly, the boat just stopped! I flew over the table violently and slid down the hallway along with my map and several other items not tied down. I heard my stepfather swear as I grabbed my stuff off the floor and climbed back to the table. As I put the stuff down, I saw water boiling up out of the sink. I yelled up to Jim, concerned, and he yelled down to shut off the valves. I jumped into action, but I couldn't get him budged, it was too tight. And I couldn't get him close. and I could barely keep standing. We were being tossed back and forth. It was very difficult to stand in one place, let alone find a wrench. Justin Jim screamed above the roar for me to come on up here, take the wheel he would shut off the valve. Deliberately, and yet carefully, I climbed out into this angry ocean, one my imagination had not yet considered possible. As soon as I was out in the cabin, Jim jumped in. But for a split moment, no one was on the wheel, and so it spun wildly as the wind took control and decided to steer us right up a huge wall of water. It was a mountain. By the time I grabbed the wheel, the boat was just crusting over the peak like a roller coaster ride, hanging for a brief moment on the lift, catching a massive blast of wind just before careening down to the other side like we're falling off the edge of the cliff at top speed. I watched helplessly with a death grip on the helm as we slid down into the trough. I had no idea what I was supposed to do, so I kept it straight and speared the boat right deep into the water. The whole front of the boat disappeared into the water. This stopped the boat completely and abruptly, slamming me into the wheel and jumped downstairs, over the table, and down the little hall. Did we hit something? We yelled out, Get on up here now. All this time, the mainsail is still up, along with the jib, and we were traveling still at these breakneck speeds with hell and swells towering over our mast. An effective sailor is trained in the art of sailing by a master. Myself and my stepfather, Jim, we were more like thieves who stole a boat for a joyride. I was not trained for this. Heck, I wasn't trained, period. In this moment of terror, when we reached deep into ourselves to pull out what we got, all I got was a knot in my stomach screaming to me, put me back. This wasn't a lack of talent. It was a complete lack of any skill. And even if I survive this, I'm not sure what I've learned now is going to carry me through the next wave. The essential knowledge for a sailor is in his own abilities to control his ship. You need to know your limits. The ocean is not the master trainer, only experiences to sharpen your skill of an already acquired knowledge. Training doesn't begin in battle. In the same way, this is true for life. The essential knowledge for us is in our abilities to control ourselves. Life is not the master trainer, only experiences to sharpen our skill. The learned skill, one that should have been taught by a master instructor before the dinghy ever got cut and life got rough. Fortunately for us, in Jim's panic, his reach deep into himself at least had some Hobie Cat experience. With one pull and a twist, he dropped the mainsail, immediately slowing us down. Take the wheel. He jumped up and leaped up the side untethered to release the jib. It's jammed. The ropes were all knotted up and we quickly approached the white foamed peak he abandoned his efforts and slid quickly back taking the wheel. As the boat reached the summit, the wind caught the jib and pushed the boat sideways while also along with the way rolling us over onto our side go down the slope with the tip of our mast pointing down towards the trough, the jib dragging on the water. The rudder became useless. I grabbed onto the cable railing and desperately worked to get a good foothold, while Jim held onto the wheel guard with his foot on the port side bench. That's it. She's going to roll. Staying much calmer than I was, Jim noticed the bell buoy ringing nearby. The church bell. Do you hear it? The church bell. I hear it. Swim to the church bell. The cup and swim away from the boat. Was his final instructions as he ready to abandon ship. As we both hesitated in jumping, the boat reached to the bottom and the mast, instead of spearing into the water as we expected, began to lift up. The boat rightened immediately and turned us into the right direction. A combination of good boat design and the ironic situation of having these mountainous swells blocking the wind saved our life. Typically we recognize mercy only in reflection of life events, but not today. It was abrupt and it will be seared in our memory for the rest of our lives. As soon as we rightened up, the rudder came to life and was ready to obey, swiftly turning and pointing us into the right direction, finally putting us into the wind just as we began to climb up the next crest. This would have been a great movie moment. The climax of our storm were all seen lost, and the viewers can only see the sad state of this tiny little boat in its huge, angry ocean laying sideways over the waves, disappearing from view seemingly into its watery grave. <laughs> And then suddenly, seeing the boat right and spearing through the darkness of the crest. <laughs> Not today, Ocean! Only in this version, the two heroes are screaming like a couple of elementary boys. <laughs> We were back in the game. Instantly we jumped off the floor, grabbed the steering wheel to hold it steady while my stepfather, ignoring all dangers and still untethered, flew down the bow up to the jib's rigging and in a matter of seconds untangled the mess and released the jib to flap into the wind. We were finally freed from the brutal effects of our ignorance. More carefully, Jim crawled back to the helm, started up the motor and turned us parallel to the shore and surfed our way like a hobby cat through the rest of the storm. There is no question that we just witnessed a miracle. The haunting moment for both of us was the slight hesitance we had in jumping into the water. It was during that slight hesitance that the boat began to return upright. Mercy blocked the wind, momentarily releasing us from the consequences of our actions. And Grace rightened us to point us into the right direction, which we were able to seize upon with great enthusiasm. But obviously, in this graveyard of ships, Grace and Mercy are not always present. It is a gift, not a right. Nature has no obligations to treat anyone differently. These are the conditions whether you are ready for them or not. Mercy, grace and forgiveness is not for the upright. It's for the ignorant, like us. Those who unintentionally missed the mark. Those who had the skill of observations were safe in their wisdom. But for us, our lack of skill should have kept us out of the rough waters. But we also lacked prudence. Ignorance and foolishness is a dangerous combination. To learn how to ski to black diamond, to learn how to swim with sharks, assumes you already know how to ski or swim. Only an imprudent fool would begin their lessons in any place with the words graveyard in them. What we learned is all the warning signs in life live in observation. And if you think you're going to learn how to observe during the fight, You're too late. And if you assume grace and mercy will keep you upright, you are lunging into death. There is a bit of a catch-22 where knowledge requires observation, and observation requires knowledge. So where does it all begin, this need of knowledge, understanding, education, skill, wisdom? Well, like I said before, it begins with desire. You need to make it your objective to learn, because nothing happens in a void. That's why they call it a void, because nothing, mine. Jim and I had no fear, because we were stupid. <laughs> After all this, I had plenty of fear for a thousand sailors, for a thousand generations. And on top of that, I lost that trust of authority, that assumption you have as a child that the big people have all this worked out and it's all gonna be okay, and became very skeptical of anyone's claim to skills no, no, I trust you. I just need some verification. Observation, I mean real observation, takes more than just your five senses. It takes thought. Seeing is not observation. Hearing is not observation. Touching is not observation. You need to have some good senses with your five senses. You see, but you do not observe. The distinction is clear. Before we part ways, let me just expose you to some observational tools that you can explore on your own, many of which I have often used in my own survival of mind. Uh, For memorization, check out the method of Loki, or more more popularly known as the Mind Palace, or the Journey Method. There are a number of uh, memorizational tricks that take zero talent, totally a learnable skill. I taught it to preschoolers just to see if it worked and it did every time the youngest uh, was just shy of three years old and i taught it to preschool teachers as well who are just shy of a mental breakdown kidding kidding you are all sharp Thanks for listening. Also check out bias eliminators like four ways of seeing along with a number of others that uh, help formalize your thinking outside of one's own biases, as well as uh, creative process methods like uh, 12 hats. Uh, check these out, buy their books, invest your time and resources in developing your character. Who you are will last far beyond what you are and how you look. And give me a note. If you want more information from me on these things, I'll be more than happy to put some things together. I just don't want to bore you. I'm James, and this is Noble Peasant, a podcast dedicated to performing open desire surgery on your character. Email me at noblepeasantpodcast at gmail.com or check us out online at peasantpodcast.com. Thank you for taking your time and sharing it with me. Happy sailing.